In the 1970s, a future top-notch podcasting team was born, and then raised on military bases because their dads were in the Air Force. These Gen Xers eventually grew up and were unleashed upon the world. Today, looking forward to retirement, they survive by dishing out their opinions. If you have questions that need answers and an open mind, if you can spare 60 minutes a week, and if you have internet access, maybe you can listen to Kenyatta and Jack Save the World. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I can't do that. But you know what you can do? You can come in, sit down, grab your favorite beverage, and spend 60-ish minutes with us for yet another episode of Kenyan and Jack Save the World. As you know, if you've been listening, and we hope you have, I'm Kenyatta. That fella 1,200 miles to the west is Jack. And we have another special guest who is about 3,000 miles to the west of me. And we'll introduce him in a minute. But let's say hello to everyone. How 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 are we all doing today? I I am doing fantastic. I'm I'm excited. I'm pumped. I'm ready to talk to this super duper extra special guest we have today. Indeed, <laughs> so am I. So am I. So without any further ado, we'll introduce him. His name is Oliver James, and he has amassed quite a following on TikTok. Just about one hundred thirty-five thousand followers, if I last saw that. And it was all because he had the courage to say out loud that he didn't know how to read and he planned to learn. He's here to talk with us today and we are like uber excited. So thank you, Oliver, for joining us today. We are humbled. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yay. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, Before we start, though, I, I want to throw out here, in my opinion, you have... Um, something that I refer to as a large amount of testicular fortitude because to do something so open, so public that could result in negativity. I mean, let's be honest where we live in the times we live in, it could be negative and to just go through with it and to be such a positive, amazing story of what's going on. I bow down to you and I applaud you for, for having the courage to to do that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. So um before we get into chatting with you, just to put a few uh numbers and, and facts out there, because that's that's what we do here. Functional illiteracy is defined in I won't say a variety of ways but a little bit different ways, depending on what source you're looking at. But one that struck me when I was um, reading up on this for today's episode, one definition that struck me is functional illiteracy means that a person cannot use reading, writing, and calculation skills for his or her own and the community's development. And while I can't necessarily agree and say it's the best way that I think I would describe it. I think it's more of an educational way. I think it's not being able to um, utilize those kind of skills to increase one's own self-worth. I don't think 
anybody's education should be done solely in uh, solely for the service of society. It should begin with their own self-fulfillment first. So that's how I feel about it. But that's what the scholars say. So that's what I decided to share. But according to sort of like an average of some stats that I was looking at, apparently more than half of Americans between the ages of 16 and 74 read at or below an eighth grade level. So listening friends, if you've been listening to me and Jack for as long as you have, you know we have no judgment whatsoever. But I have to say that that's, that stopped me in my tracks because I realized how much I take for granted uh, mm-hmm. that I, I read as much as I do and not realizing that for a lot of folks in society, just like the three of us sitting here today, sometimes, you know, people can go, can, can understand enough to get by and sometimes not, but everybody has their own ways of adapting. But you, Oliver, not only did you recognize this, you found a way to adapt and you did it in front of the whole world. Tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's kind of amazing now looking at it, because when you are bringing it up, I'm like, I can't seem to understand your point of view. I can only understand my point of view. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you are like, this is so brave or this is. So, you know, it could be so negative. And I'm like, wow, I got to think back so far when I used to feel that. And I'm like, I I don't I don't know what that feels like. You know, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've outgrown that. So I'm like, I don't I I look at it and I'm like, it's like it's like taking candy from a baby. Like I'm like, I'm like, that's like that's such a a small thing that that you took a candy from me. I would be like, "What, what are you doing? Like, I'm like. It's, uh, you know, I'm like, so if you're telling me that you can't read, I'm like, really? I'm like, today? Like, it's 2023. Like, get right. your mind together. <laughs> I'm like, mm. so in my mind, like, it's so, like, stop. Like, that's not, that's an old joke. You know what I mean? Right. Like, let, we're, we're past that in time now. Mm-hmm. So that's where we need to be at with our thought process. And I think we all are, but it just took maybe somebody to say, hey, like, you know, we don't got to hide this now. Like, people yes. can't read. Like, come on now. We all know. Like, yes. Stop. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So my question, real quick though, it's a softball question. When you're reading your books, are you reading good old fashioned books, or are you doing it all on a Kindle? I'm reading books. I, I'm I'm doing that because there's a, you know, there's a there's a there's a feeling and an emotion. There's a there's a, a vision. There's all these things that are connected to me with reading and mm-hmm. there's a book in that vision there's a there's right. a, there's books within that emotion when i hold the book i could smell certain things you know like when back when i was a kid and i used to see these things and i would be like they just look foreign to me in a way and i'd be like man i wish i could like i would open the pages and it would just look like dots and, you know and i'm mm-hmm. like man i'm like i wish i knew what this was i'm like like but that's why i would enjoy the actual book now i think the Kindle will be something that I will use because it's the future and it can probably speed things up for me because it can read to me and do things like that. So Mm -hmm. it can help me, but I'm always going to be connected to a real book because I always wanted to be that kid sitting up in a, like under a tree reading a book, but I just didn't know how to do it. I always preferred books. And then we moved my mom and she literally had over 50 boxes of books. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, 
we we were moving her. It was Black Friday. I came home and I was like, we're going on Amazon and buying that woman a Kindle. <laughs> That's amazing. Add that many books. I would love that many books. I hope but my house was when I get everything settled up in my life, I'm like, I'm thinking of just having just, I want one room that is like a special room that's just filled with this huge wall of books. Like, I just, oh, I just, that's like art to me. I'm going to be perfectly fine with that. And my lady's into books too. So she's like, yeah, let's do that. Let's definitely do that. Y'all, y'all have y'all's little reading nook with yeah. com comfy yeah. chairs and stuff like that. I can see it. Yeah. I can see yeah. it. It, it, that that sounds like straight peace to me. I'm I'm telling you, I'm I'm gonna create that world. <laughs> Absolutely. I Absolutely. will definitely support you in that endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> so the way I think about and, and like you were mentioning, right to you right now, it doesn't it feels like a, I guess a normal course of life. But when you made the decision that you wanted to finally learn how to read, like you wanted, you wanted to go on that journey. Was it one particular thing that happened? Was it a particular thought or was it like a series of things that happened for you that you finally came and said, I want to do this. Let me go ahead and get started on this. Was it, was it something, was it a journey for you or one like huge epiphany, like boom? Well, the, the, you know, these things can get real deep. There, there, there are things that I, that I had to do to, like, you know, to, to get to where I needed to get to with like steps. And the first step that I did was I started to change how I eat. I was, I was, I started to go, I was like just changing up my food. I was, I was going, I was rebelling against my, my being. You know, I was like, this is it. Like, I'm, you're not eating what I don't want you to eat no more. And it, it just didn't have no reason for it. I stopped eating meat. I stopped eating things like just things like that. I was just like, for some reason. And what it did, it gave me a sense of awareness, like a sense of control over my body. Mm -hmm. And I started, mm -hmm. that started to allow me to start to think of like, if I just fixed my, fixed my, like I had knee pains, back pains. I laid, I weighed 240 pounds. I'm, you know, I'm 180 pounds. You know, I look like I'm 18 again. You know, my skin's <laughs> good. Everything's good. So I'm like, if I could change that, I'm happy with that. I'm good. I'll do that on my own. I mind my business with it. I'm like, well, what if I can change my brain then? You know, mm -hmm. like, how does mm -hmm. that work? And I'm like, well, obviously I would have to put myself through that same excruciating pain that I just put my body through. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to have to force myself mm -hmm. to get up and read. I'm like, but you don't know how. I'm like, it don't matter. I didn't know what to eat when I started to go vegan either. I was like, but now I am. I'm like, so listen, we're going to read whatever we can read until we get to somewhere where, where, where we can get some help. And mm. I, you know, truth, I, 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 I'm here now where people are helping, coming, talking, sending me things, books, you know, opportunities to, to, to spread this message. And I'm like, this is it now you there. Now my entire life exists around me educating myself, even as I get paid to do it. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. I'm in that world now. Like I put myself in that world that is going to be able to not only, uh, help me succeed in my uh like my financial situations in life but also in my 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 like you know educational situations like every business i work with now is something to do with an education board or something and i'm like man like i can't escape it and i was like no you, you for your rest of your life you're going to be learning and i'm like man this is this is what it is this is like when you change to go vegan like this for the rest of your life if you want to live without these aches and pains stay this way if not you know 
go back to the way you were eating. If you don't want to learn anymore, quit, learn, quit it. Stop making TikTok. Stop doing all this stuff and just quit. And I'm like, wow, my entire life exists around me educating myself now. I'm like, that's a great life. I'm like, yes. I'm like, that was not easy, but that's what I had to do. I didn't. <sighs> I get you 100% because as far as I'm concerned, if you're not learning, you're not living. Yeah. It, it doesn't have to be a big thing every single no. day. It can be just something little, just, you know. I was learning a word a day. Like That's a word. it. And I, I knew words, but I was learning, like, I was learning of these words. I learned throughout the years because of just seeing things and, you know, text messages or things on movies or, you know, I used to learn words and songs. I learned how to spell Usher's name when he spelled it because he spelled it so long, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like think I didn't know how to spell it. He was like, I they call it. me U-S-H-E. I'm like, I only know from the song. If you told me to spell his name, I got to sing the song to you. So like, you got to think like, I got these scattered ways of learning. When I wanted to read a book, it was like one moment. And you know what was weird? It allowed me to see how my brain was actually operating too. I would be reading and then I would hear something from the book. It's like, and then all of a sudden my brain would shoot off into something else. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started to realize, I'm like, oh, I never really learned how to read. I'm like, what is all this? So I was just, at that time I was like, now I'm going to do is I'm going to start sitting down and focusing and, 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 and paying attention to, you know, what I'm reading, like stop letting my brain shoot off to these different ways. And, and that that literally just changed everything. That was like a godly experience in mm. some way to explain it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, that I hear that. yeah. Um, so what was it about like your education experience that made it to where? Because obviously you start to read, you know, in kindergarten and first grade. What was it back then that made it to where you weren't um, learning to read? And did the, well, you know, there's like standardized testing and stuff. How how did that go through without anyone offering tutoring or anything like that? Um, well, I, I'll say this. I can say they probably did. I remember them trying to do something like. Okay. But it was never a consistent basis. Like you're, you're, you, you're operating with a human being. And right. they were trying to treat me as like I was a robot, you know, like I had mm -hmm. to be. So it, it was not I, I had moods. I was I was mood swinging off of the, you know, my entire existence was just messed up because I was in, you know, all these different moods from where I was in my environment, how I'm eating, my sleeping, right. all my schedules, everything's off whack. So when I go to school, I'm just a tr I'm a problem child, you know, so I'm not going to be someone that's going to comply. To okay. anything that you want me to comply to. And teachers, you know, they had a lack of awareness. They were mm. unaware of the fact that I was just a person that was in pain. I was a little baby that was in pain. It wasn't fully developed. I had no idea about the world. You knew about the world. And, you know, you can see how emotional I get even as I speak about this. And, you know, I was abused by a teacher. And mm. that teacher, you know, was a, I was in special education. And they were allowed to do something called restraining. And the restraining, I will say, turned into, you know, WWE, you know, it was choke slams and, and, and headlocks and punch to the ribs and, you oh know, you know, whatever you can imagine. And I'm, I'm a child, you know, yeah. so I'm defenseless to this stuff while I'm screaming at him at the top of my lungs to just let me go. You know what I mean? And then you finally comply and you sit down and then you get, you know, 
that was social studies in the same room. And then now all of a sudden, two hours later, we got math and I'm about to get restrained again because I can't sit still again. So it's like it was a repetitive cycle of abuse that I dealt with just when my life was supposed to be learning. And yeah. uh, that was all just because of a lack of you know awareness between these adults. They were treating us kids like we were adults. Like, mm-hmm. no, why were you? Why, how can I get you mad? You get you mad. I can't. No one can get you mad in this world. You only you can get you mad. Yep. So how do you let a child get you upset? That's impossible. Like that to me, I was like, you should not have been teaching. You yeah. mm-hmm. I, you don't let a child get you under nothing, nothing. You smile in their face and you tell them you're going to be all right, honey. I love you. That's it. That's it. No matter how crazy they acting nothing, because they're not fully developed. Right. Yep. Yeah. And I, I yeah. think and this just may be my mushed up opinion. Uh, that I'm throwing out here, but I think sometimes, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it. It is facts that young, young, young black children and other children of color do get uh, affected by inherent bias with teachers believing that they're more likely to talk back or have attitudes or just out and out misbehave. And whereas they might let a little white child, you know, chat, chat, chat in the back of the room, let the young black boy say one word. What are you saying? What are you talking about? Yeah. They're already having in their head that they're going to have a problem. Yeah. And instead of you sitting there and like you say, being a little robot and learning facts and learning numbers and learning what a participle is, instead of doing that, you're an individual. You're not acting out. You're being a little individual learning about everything around you. And they, they can't tolerate that, especially mm-hmm. if they've already have it in your head, in their heads that you're going to be an issue. So the teaching goes out the window. Now it becomes them trying to control you. Yeah. And instead of trying to get to the root reason of why you may not be learning, why maybe you can't focus instead of trying to get to the root reason of those things, they just yeah. think they're treating the symptoms instead of trying to find a cure. And it's yeah. so, it's so detrimental to children of color. And it's, it still is. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate the fact that um, you and I'm sure many other folks that have been treated so negligently by the public education system have found the opportunity and taken advantage of it to educate themselves and learn themselves and grow and evolve. I can appreciate that more than I can say. Absolutely. That's where we're at now with it. Let me do you have have you ever been diagnosed with like ADHD by any chance? Yeah. Yeah, I was diagnosed with all the letters. That's what I tell everybody. <laughs> I had them all, a lot of them. I'm like, man, I, I was like, and I'm proud of it because I'm like, I know exactly how weird I am because I'm me. I'm, you know, right. So I can, I'm like, you know what? You don't need, don't even diagnose me. I, I diagnose myself. I got every letter. Let's leave it. <laughs> That's why I like to tell you know, you got to enjoy it. You got it. Yeah. You you're, gotta you're a good company. Uh, my other yeah. podcast is called Musings of an ADD Mind because I'm riddled with ADHD and. I was diagnosed yeah. so long ago it wasn't even called that. This this was back in oh, the seventies, okay. but <laughs> so I I do know from from studying ADHD that until two thousand and ten, a lot of people in the medical community didn't they thought that um, black kids didn't necessarily get ADHD at the level that white kids did, which is Correct. stupid because it's a brain, right? Yeah, <laughs> but, but they're only now in. Figuring out, oh hey, you know, 
girls can get ADHD too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Awesome>. Shock here. <laughs> yeah. You so, know, it, it's, it's funny you say that because I remember growing up in my um, community and I suffer from many mental health issues. You know, I have OCD, I have um, uh, anxiety, PTSD. Uh, I went to prison and that caused me a bunch of issues um, mm-hmm. mentally. And, you know, you, it's not about the physical part of prison. It's about the mental part. It's because you have to understand in life, people don't see that they think that because you're getting over on something in life, you got over on it. But you don't understand that the the, the punishment in life is all the memories you create. Mm-hmm. And like, and that's the people don't get that. Like, you're like, you're like, oh, I'm about to get over. I'm like, you didn't never got over you, you now you know what it looks like to be stolen. Like oh, I stole this from somebody. I'm like now you know what it looks like to 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 see what a thief looks like. You now you'll never trust nothing. You'll be like what? You'll never trust nothing around no one because you know what a thief looks like. You you just yeah. stole. Now you know what one looks like. So if hmm. you hurt somebody, you're like man, I just beat that person up. I'm like oh yeah. Now you'll never trust your kids alone in the world, or you'll never trust loved ones alone. Like why? Because you know what 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 evil people look like. You you just beat people. Now you and you don't get it. You're like it's you. You gotta stop fighting you. Yep. <laughs> stop, and then you yeah. then you be free from stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Good boy. Yeah, man, that was that's a word. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't, that's all I can say. That's a word right there. It really is. It really is. <laughs> Ouch. So true, though. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, thanks for pointing out something I'd never thought about before in all of my years. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah, it is true. It is absolutely true. It is. So. I was looking, and I, of course, I've been looking at your TikToks on the regular anyway, but I saw one um, where you were going just ham over this book, um, House Arrest. Yeah. And the enthusiasm you had for that book, I was like, Love hold on. I immediately picked up my tablet and I, I checked it out on the ebook. I was like, let me get into this. because <laughs> <laughs> I love that book. I love that book. Like, I'm eager to get into it. Like, if I didn't have to actually work tomorrow, I sit down and, and read it after we get done here. But <laughs> having said that, um, and I'm I, I'm sure you have a lot of books that you enjoy, but off the top of your head, what's one of your favorite books so far and why? Well, you know what? House Rest will be one of my favorites. So it's good yeah. that you brought that one up. I, you know what? Why not? You know, I'm, I'm, I have a bunch of them. Like, all of them seem to be my favorites because I think it's my first time reading. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's, it's, they're like, you know what? I was a movie kid. I love movies. I can watch, I watched the 101 Dalmatians a million times, more <laughs> than 101 times. I was that kid. <laughs> so now that I can read, I'm like, you know, I'm in a, I'm in the movie world with books now. I just get yes. to relive my childhood again. So like, yeah, it's, uh, duh, I would say, um, I would definitely say House Arrest was a, 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 just right now where I've read. It's just a real simple kind of book, but it brought fear to me because I'm a father and it's about a young little boy, you know what I mean? Like going through uh, medical issues, but then it also brought sympathy because the little boy doesn't like ever fear that his symptom, you know, he lives, you Mm -hmm. don't realize that the people who have the symptoms of the things you fear, they don't fear the symptom. They live in life. Mm -hmm. So like, you know what I mean? Like that, that's, that, that brings a different perspective because we'll look at somebody who's really in a weird position or was born different. And they're like, what, like, what y'all looking at? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're, I'm fine. And they're like, no, you're different. And you're like, no, you just fear being me. 
Mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah. Like you'd be like, you fear being what I am. And I'm like, that's, you know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. deep. Yeah. Like, that's what I'd be, I'd be thinking about on that. So like hmm. uh, house arrest has that kind of, yeah, it, it, it pulls you in. And then it brought like love, like love and, 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 and joy, like, like a love and, 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 and family joy. And that one really, that's when it really hit me. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. dang, it brought all this pain and, 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 and sorrow and then and then some family joy i'm like man that's like everything in my little cancer heart <laughs> <laughs> so is there a particular genre of uh books or anything that you seem to like more than others you know sci-fi true crime mystery you know what i would you know what i would this is a good one i want to answer too because i never really i never i never really read the sci-fi and like the books that like seem to be really hard for some reason like because i i didn't know how to read so like those books i bet you i would love some of these books that i don't even try to read like harry potter and stuff because when they're read to me i swear like i'm in a like i'm in a whole nother world i feel like i'm one of the characters and, and like mm-hmm. doing things so like i just think it's because my reading level is not that like good that they become very hard for me to understand the, what i'm reading so i i, I could say like I can't wait to read things that I haven't read yet. Like I haven't gotten into some of the thick, like the books that aren't real, like, like not real books and stuff. I don't know which one that is, is that fiction or nonfiction, but uh, the books that are, fiction. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I haven't got into like fiction, like fully yet, like, and understood it like myself. So I still have a, a little bit of tweaking to do to figure that part of my genre, but I love things that motivate me that mm-hmm. give that touch my, that make me feel something that, that can, open up my brain and say okay wow like it's time to it's time to change today like we're gonna mm-hmm. change one bit a little bit more today because of this book mm-hmm. Ooh, boy. <laughs> one one more question have you read a book that a movie's been made from the book and you have yeah you have said the famous line of the book is better Does yeah that uh, yet? <laughs> I, I actually read i read um i read um the outsiders no. I read the outside. Oh and, wow! Yeah, and I seen the, I seen the movie, and the book was better than the movie. Correct. The book was better. The movie was good. The movie was yeah. good, but the, the book was better. The book was I'll, better. T- I'll tell you a secret, and I'm I'm telling our ages, me and Jax, when we tell you like half of the big Hollywood hitters started out in that doggone movie. It's yeah, yeah, bananas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, that book, that book made me cry. I'm not even. It lying. did. That book, the that movie book made, made me cry. <laughs> that, that listen, when Johnny, when Johnny died, man, yes. Johnny, when Johnny died, I was so mad in that book. I was, I was like, Johnny, how you gonna kill Johnny, man? Johnny had it hard his whole life. I wanted Johnny to make it. We did. I'm like, and he was just getting smart. He was just learning. You know, he was just yeah. starting to learn. I was so, man. Johnny had me. He had when me. He yeah. When he said, stay golden, pony boy, yeah. I was done. Yeah. I was done. Yeah. It was a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> to this yeah. day, it was a wrap. It was over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's one of my wife's favorite books. And last year, they re-released the movie to theaters. So we went and watched it at the movie theater again, which was really cool. Beautiful. That had to be and beautiful. It, it was. They added a couple scenes that weren't in the normal release, which was really cool. And then also the house is up in Tulsa, which is 90 minutes from yeah, my house. I've heard. And it's a museum now. And yeah. my wife wants to go, but I hate driving to Tulsa and we just haven't done it yet. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. 
that's that's you know it's it's that's super cool when i when i finished the book i actually had like a movie night and i went live on on tiktok and streamed like watching the movie with them so mm-hmm. a bunch of people kind of logged in and we all watched it on on tiktok like together so i did watch the movie right after the book literally oh that's nice. awesome that yeah it was, cool. <laughs> it was pretty cool so let me ask you and um i read a couple of articles on you and i noticed you mentioned um children you have children yeah i have two kids so i saw one of the articles that you mentioned about wanting to pass something along to your kids what kind of lessons do you hope to be able to teach them from here on out what's one of the more important ones as you sit and think about it right now what would you like to pass on to them um i would love to pass on someone that they can mirror you know, I, I want them to be able to look at me and also look in the mirror and see themselves. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I I don't want to be a, a they, they're not going to be what I want them to be today. I want them to be looking at me throughout the years of their life. Right. And as they start to get older, they start to in some small way, they could become somebody that I fought to be, but 10 times better in mm. some sense of the way. Mm-hmm. So like that's that's what I'm looking for them. But because I want I want to lead by example for them. Uh, but I know I'm not going to get everything right. They're the future. The kids are the future. So I'm like, I just want to lead by example. Like if I can get to the smartest and best version of me today to show them what that looks like, then they can take it further. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they can do the next best thing because they have something that, that they've got to see. They got to see me do something that they're like, wow. Like even if I didn't pay attention, he was among me. And this was I, I grew up around this. And when mm-hmm. you have that, when you 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 have when you have that, that's what that's what it looks like when you plant a seed in good soil. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks mm-hmm. like. You you yes. plant it in good soil, so now it has opportunity to grow as big as it wants to grow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it, that's what I, I want to give them. Like, but if I do anything less, then you know, you, I planted seeds in bad soil. Now the the, op- the opportunity them 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 surpassing me is, is the chances are going to be slim. So mm-hmm. yeah. I want to be able to pass myself on to them by leading by example for them. I want to, but you know, that that'll be the best thing. So it's hard for me because that's an everyday job. It that's, is. You don't have oh, a 24 yeah. hour. <laughs> yeah. 20. You yeah. don't get to take off. It's 24 hours for the rest of your life to the day you're going to disappear and not even going to be alive one day. And you'll be like, dang, I never stopped working. No, you never stopped working on that. Not on you and to become a better version of you for your children. You never stopped. Yeah. Like, well, I did something right. <laughs> yeah. Because I think any parent worth their salt wants their kids to do at least two, three steps better than they did. At oh, least yeah. that much. Yeah. yeah. But so, you got to show them. You got to yeah. show them. You have to sh- give them something to work with. Give them something. When I knew I couldn't read, I was like, how's my child going to ever see what a man like me looks like reading? If he's he's not going to be around any men for a long time. In mm-hmm. his life, you know, so he finally sees a black man holding a book every single day. I'm like this. My son will see a black man among him every day with a book in his hand, even if mm-hmm. no matter what. So in my mind, he's like, dang, why you always got this? I'm like, well, that's that's seeds, son. I'm planting seeds for you. That's you got to see me with this every single day for 30 years. How's your reading, son? I read great, dad. I'm like, well, I broke that. That broke that curse. We're like, gonna take it further now. Let's go. Yeah. Like check that off the list. Yep. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Like you have to be able to normalize the kind of behaviors you hope your kids carry out with them when they turn themselves out into the world. Yeah. yeah. So that it's tricky. 
Because just like yeah. you said, you're never alone. You might be alone when you shut the door in the bathroom and you sit there like, mm. yeah. you might be alone yeah. then. But yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. 24 yeah. 7, 365. Yep. 24 7. Don't turn it off. One of my philosophies is, is that our children, more than anything, want our time. Mm. Um, yep. My kids are all adults. They range from 23 to 32, I believe, is how old my oldest one is. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> I should know that, right? Um, I'm her dad. I should know that. Mm. <laughs> but I, none of my kids has ever told me. You know, Dad, I had great times when we were in the back of the car eating, shoveling food down, going to the next activity. The things that my kids remember and they say that they appreciate was like my son. I'd go on a Saturday or Sunday and I'd play video games with them all day. Uh, or, or with my, well, all of my kids, we would play video games. Or like my girls, it, you know, to little girls, learning to paint fingernails is a big thing. Mm. And, sure um, <laughs> My mm -hmm. girls, my toenails have been painted thousands of times. <laughs> I would I would sit and watch a football game, and they would just sit there and paint my toenails, and then they would be like, "Dad, how look at how good this is!" And I'd be like, "Yeah, that's great." And then they'd just you know use fingernail polish remover, take it off, and then yeah. start over again. And <laughs> my theory was they're spending time with me. Yeah, because we would talk, you know, back and forth as they were painting my nails, and they learned that hey, my dad's willing to do random things for me <laughs> you, you know what yeah. i mean and, and that's the kind of you're also set an example of what a, what a real man looks like mm -hmm. like you yeah. know what i mean like for for them like in some way it's just like okay i'm planting a seed here like you know what i mean like you're not gonna get them perfect but if, if i go into the future and i'm like what you know if i have to pick a character out of a, out of a man you'll be like this is seeds i've planted so if you get lost in any relationship that might not be good you could be like my dad though my dad let me paint his nails. You'd be like, huh. You'd be like, and then you can just see something. You can see something in your man and be like, you don't got it. You don't got what dad what dad had. You don't got yep. that love. You don't love yeah. me. Dad loved me enough to let me paint his nails. You don't love me that much. You don't love me that deep. And exactly. that, that's that's a seed you plant for your kids. That's it's somewhere for them down the line when they get when they get hit with something hard, they can just go into if you're here or not on this earth, they can go in and they can pull that out of their chest box and say, yeah, he did let me paint those nails. I got lost in life, but I do remember what love felt like. And it felt like that. Like yes. it felt like that, that, that was what hit me. And that's amazing. That's something that you get to, you know, have for your kids. Your kids get to take that, you know, mm -hmm. so that I know that because I have to think about the things like, okay, what did my dad do? You're like, you know, what, what things did he imprint? And, you know, and that's when I look at him, like, man, I'm like, all right, all right. It's not, the, it's not what I really want. I'm like, but you you have an imagination of gold. I'm like, so you got something good out of this world. I'm like, and your imagination allows you to be able to relive life one more time with your son. So mm -hmm. why don't you give imagination to use your imagination and bring bring your childhood back and become uh, uh become the dad that you wanted your dad to be. Yes. Like mm -hmm. you're like, you yeah. know, and now I get yes. to live a child's life and a grown-up's life. I get to do them both. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used to uh my my son and my youngest daughter, they had their own Xbox. I had my own Xbox and we would Minecraft together, but we were each in our own room doing it on headsets. And my wife would be like, can you guys not play Minecraft together in the same room? And I was like, <laughs> no, the screens would be too small. We're literally talking to each other on headsets. So we're together <laughs> the whole time. So I, I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> I, I, I get it because, I mean, you know, my daughter's grown too, but when she was little, because my dad instilled in me a love of video games as well. So when she was little, I'd play with her. 
she doesn't do it so much anymore but mm -hmm. growing up um she was into her barbie dolls and they had the brats dolls out then and I rediscovered how much fun I used to have, you know, just yeah. on the Barbie dolls and stuff. Yeah, it, it was trippy. So cool. yeah. It was trippy. But um, that's an amazing feeling. It is. Yeah. It is. And let me tell you this while I'm thinking about it. I am excited for you. And I want to go back to the comment you made a few minutes ago about when Jack asked you, did you have a particular genre that you like? And you, you said, I'm still reading through and I haven't landed on it yet. I'm excited for you that you haven't landed on anything yet, that you're taste testing everything. <laughs> like there's an yeah. obscene amount of books yeah. in this world and you're tasting everything. And I'm like, I forgot what that felt like. Cause I, I oh. read early in a lot and I forget, I still read a lot, but I forgot what that feels like when you're dipping into a whole kind of new story and you're, so you just, like you stay, you look up, it's yeah. three o'clock in the morning, yeah. you're still going. I forgot yeah. what that felt like. I'm excited for you because you're <laughs> yeah. just starting that. Yeah. It, it's 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 it can get rough because I, I even can get I can even get stressed out because I'm like, I need to get into this book. Like and I'll have things that I got going on and I'm like, I'm and I'm like, wow, I'm really a fiend for reading. Like I'm really a, like it can happen <laughs> to me. But it's such a great, it's a such a great habit. I don't mind that habit. That's why I'm like, right. I'm so happy that I'm gaining. A, and that's what I, what you're basically saying. I can't wait because until I become really fluent enough where reading doesn't hurt my brain and make me like feel like I want to like pass out. Because I'm like, it's hard. It's exhausting when I'm trying to read because it's just so much of, you can feel uh, 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 what it feels like. It literally feels like I'm running on a treadmill. You mm -hmm. know, like I think people don't get it. Like I'd be exhausted. I'd be sweating. Sometimes when I'm done reading on these, I'm like, because I'm like, gosh, I felt like I just ran on a treadmill because it's like so much energy to try to like focus because also I'm fighting ADHD as well. So like my brain wants to just jump off and be like, bird, this, that. And I'm like, shut up, stay here and don't you move. And I'm like, Ugh. and like, I could see that I'm like, man, if I, if I was a kid and, 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 and no one knew this. I'm like, man, I got it. They, I was like, that's why I struggled so much. You know what I mean? Like you mm -hmm. think about that. I'm like, I struggled so much in that world because that I couldn't sit down and get that focus so I can enjoy a good book. But now whew, I've, I, I, I've realized that the struggle makes you stronger. Right. So each time I've struggled through it, I get stronger and stronger. And, stronger. and I'm like, wow, now I can read a book. And I'm like, can't believe I can read a book. I'm like, the, I don't care how much I struggle. The fact that I can read a book, I'm like, man, that's just enough to confirm the icing's on the cake. Like, keep going. Like, you're going to write a book soon. Keep going. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I look forward to you writing a book. Heck yeah. And yeah. reading it. I'll probably, I'll probably read it overnight, too. Just yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm definitely going to write one. We're definitely going to make these things work. But it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's all because of reading. So because of reading these, uh, these ideas, this, this adventure, the life, you know, it becomes back. It starts fulfilling you with so much opportunity because to truth, like also these stories you read, you're like, these are, these are real stories. These are people's real like movies. They created for us to just live our lives through. And I'm like, mm, I'm right. not taking advantage of this. I'm going to really live these wild, ex ex like, you know, adventures. Like, I'm like, what can he become? He's like, who knows? Like, let's go. Like, let's take him to you know let's build his own journey <laughs> yeah I like that. Uh, if you don't I like mind that. me asking how old are your uh are your kids 
uh, a 10 and uh, three months. 10 and three months. Well, your 10 year old is probably a little old for this, but when your three months is older, I highly recommend reading the amazing Sesame street book that stars Grover. There's a monster at the end of this book. <laughs> huh. My lady said something about that too. I think she, she mentioned something about Sesame street. She grew up on Sesame street mom stuff. I think she told me, I never really knew nothing about, I hadn't heard about it, but I never knew nothing about like, I didn't get to read it or see any of that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. All I, I, kids love. There's a monster at the end of this book. And I also highly recommend Dr. Seuss's the foot book. Okay. Oh, we have all the Dr. Seuss books. So yeah, we have all of them. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah. I used I to also, read my oldest that when I got deployed to Kuwait, when I was in the army, we recorded me reading that book. And so every night when my daughter went to bed, my wife would push play and then I would read the book to her, even though I was over <laughs> in Kuwait. So that's so amazing. I can't wait to my son. I can't wait to read to the kids and stuff like that's, that's such a gift right now because that was something I've never even, that's movie stuff, you know, like I'm going to yeah. just be a hundred percent honest with you, like, and just give you a heart to heart on this one. Like to me, that was in like, like movies when I would be watching and, you know, there'd be this family and they'll tuck them in the bed and they'll be like, can you, you know, read to me? And I'd be sitting there. I'm like, man. And I remember being one of those kids that was just like up at like one in the morning, just like, man, shut up. You know what I mean? Just angry. I just get up. I'm like, man, whatever. I just go in the mm -hmm. kitchen and grab me a soda. I'm like, man, shut up. Take your butt to bed, you little punk. Like, I'm just, you know what I mean? Like, I was that kid. But I was a kid just sitting there mad because I'm like, man, I wish somebody tucked me in and read something to me. I'm like, But you yeah. just can't explain that. It was just hard. So now I'm just like, man, I'm, I'm going to be tucking and reading every day. I'm Everybody getting tucked <laughs> in. I don't care. <laughs> Ain't nobody not getting tucks around me. I don't. I, you're not going through what I went through. You get tucked. They'll wake up in the morning and, and go brush teeth. You be right behind them reading. Just stop, 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 stop. Listen to this. Listen, listen, listen. Yep. Just like I don't that. care. Like they, they getting they getting that love. That love of that's that's something that every kid wants. And I was a kid. I'm not gonna sit and say I, I hated it. I've seen it in the movies. I, you know, I I, I wanted that. You know, I wanted to mm -hmm. be laying in the bed and dad fell asleep in dead bed with me. You know, reading to me or something. You know, I wanted that. Heck yeah, mm -hmm. I wanted that so bad, but I was angry. I was so angry because I didn't have it. And when I seen people who did have it, it you know, it just used to throw me over the over the roof. You know what I mean? Like because I right. was just like, why don't I got that? You know, why don't I have that? You know, but you then you realize when you get older, you're like, man, everybody got a little something going on. You know, so mm -hmm. you know, have sympathy even on the people you see doing great because they 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 may not be showing the bad that's really going on inside of them. True. True. Yeah. That is absolutely true. And I can I can see, especially when you're younger, because I think kids kids understand far more than adults we adults give them credit for. The the tricky part is is that they can't articulate it yeah. very well. And mm -hmm. so when like, you know, in your case, you get frustrated, you're angry, you know why. But right now, you don't have the way to be able to tell it to people. And a yep. lot of adults, they're dismissive of children's feelings. They're not realizing <laughs> that you're working with a little autonomous human being. They yep. have feelings, and they're not always going to be the same as yours. So a kid will be upset, and adults will, eh, don't want, you'll be all right, eh, eh, eh. And the more you get brushed off, the more and more upset you get. Because you want to tell somebody, you want somebody to sit down and listen to you work through it and then just like eh, mm. eh, eh. and it's mm -hmm. true as parents we're still human beings and we go through stuff but that's never going to be an excuse for just brush your kids off you know what i mean yeah and i hate you know i hate hearing stories about how kids um 
either through just sheer neglect or like active abuse are hurt in that way. And no one is responsible for whatever hurt is inflicted on them when they're children. But we all have to be responsible for whatever healing we want to do down the line. So yes. hearing you talking and reading what I've I read about you and just getting to know you here, I applaud. And I, I think, and tell me if I'm wrong, I'm thinking this is part of your way of healing. Yeah. Just a part, yeah. not all of it, but yeah. it's a part. <laughs> Yeah, 100 percent. It is. It's uh, learning to read has definitely given me uh, a sense of power back. You know, mm -hmm. so I, I, you know, this is a gift. This is something that every you know every human you know should would want to desire. You know, mm -hmm. the the best of the best of the best you can ever imagine when it comes to this, because this is this is something when you when you when you when you don't know, you just don't know. So right. like. I, I'm able to tell you something that most grownups don't even acknowledge. And that's the fact that your child or, 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 or someone, you know, younger than you, they don't know what you know. So what they're going through is equivalent to your worst experience. Yes. So if their situation is like blowing up, that's because they just don't know about, you know, you know, they're spinning in space on a blue ball, you know? Mm -hmm. So they're, they're not there yet. They're still their their minds only on as big as their toy broke. They're like that's exactly. the worst thing in their brain can imagine. You're like because they can't mm -hmm. think that far beyond. Yes. And you know what's so great? The fact that they can't think that far beyond. That's so great. Keep them right where they're at, so they can live in la la land in a magical world. Like, because when they get into a world full of stress, yes. like you know, what I mean, th th that's 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 where you want them to be. That's why you yelling at them or mad at them because you you want them to understand your world. And I'm like, the truth is they don't understand your world. That's your stress. You know what I mean? That's your mm -hmm. problems. Mm -hmm. But you can't seem to understand that their stress is just equivalent to your stress. Both of them ain't real. You, you know what I mean? Like it ain't both of them ain't real. You just think mm -hmm. yours is worse. That's all it is. You want that kid to understand that you got a bill to pay. I'm like, man, really? They don't, they don't know nothing about that. No, and you don't understand why you're paying it. I'm like, so I'm gonna tell you, like, what you think they don't understand? I'm like, so you got to, you got to understand that their toy being broken is just as bad as you not being able to pay rent this month. Yeah. I'm like, so you got to see that. You got to understand that, and that's hard for anyone, even myself, even myself. I, I look at it, and I'm like, wow, I got to really check myself because whatever they're going through is equivalent to my worst thing. Go, I could be going through today, and I'm like. Dang, I'm like, because what they what they going through, that used to be my worst thing. Yes. But it ain't no more. Yeah. I grew past it. Now you I break a toy, I'm like, whatever, I ain't want it anyways. I'm like, why I have to, you know, like you like what? I'm like, if I broke that at 10 years old, that would have caused me pain for weeks. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, so I'm like, now I'm like, I don't give a crap. I'm like, why? Because you've outgrown that. Yeah. You've, re you've replaced those kinds of worries with a whole different set. Yep. And I think, I think as parents sometimes, um, like you mentioned, we put our hangups on our kids and we don't intend to, but I think in some corner of us is trying to alert them to try to protect them and, and, and teach them not to make the same mistakes you did. Yeah. Impossible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're going to make their own push, mistakes. You're only going to push them closer. You're only going to push them closer. There you go. Yeah. yeah. They have to, you have to, because that's the thing. You have to do those things in order to become who you are. So yeah. like you got like, you, you, you can't let them, they can't skip those steps. They got to go through those pains. 
That's the whole part of life. That's the whole, that's the, you literally in some wild way. I mean, you can even think about it, but you know, if people believe it or not, but you're literally teaching your kids how to live and die. I'm like, so mm. you got to understand that. Like it's a, it's as deep as that much. You got to keep doing as much as you can because they're going to get to your age too. How they going to die? You gave them, give them the right way. What mm. if you, you, you out here drinking in the bar and getting and clubbing and do it like, you know, think I'm like, oh, so what you think your kid going to do if they can't break out of it, mm. give them a way to die. Show him away, like man. My dad lived life. You'd be like, he lived to the end. You'd be like, what you about to do? I'm about to live it further than that. You'd be like, dang. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, because you giving them that way. You showed them, like, I showed my kid how to live. I showed him how to get through things. I showed him how to overcome challenges. I showed him how to control his emotions and and to you know, these are the things you got to do. That like part. you showed them this, but you can't show them by telling. You got to show them by showing. You got to be the emotion controller. So when your kid's wilding out on you, you got to be the one holding your emotions. So when they get older, they're like, ah, he taught me how to control my emotions among my child now. That's what I do. So now I'm a child. That's what you do. So these are the cycles that you get caught inside of. And it's just, it's it's, it's a hard place to think about. It is. It's it's tricky. And and I said same in that part, like the entire time, because I'll tell you what. Becoming a parent is the most humbling thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Like you ain't, excuse my friend, you ain't shit when your kids show up. You mm. just realize how little you know about <laughs> anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yes. Yeah. It's like I, 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 back in my day, I had a terrible temper, and becoming a mother. Of course, it's learning lessons every single day in about a thousand different directions. But one of the things, the most important things I learned was to be able to regulate myself. I had to grow up. There had to be a measure of control. But just just like you said, she's watching me. She's not listening to me. She's watching me. And so even when I'm not looking, even when I don't know. So for you to be to have that in the front of your mind, knowing that, you know, your kids are watching you even when you're not looking and knowing that the whole time you want to make sure that you're doing exactly what you, you need to be doing. Yeah. To, to, to raise them up as, as best as you can and then unleash them on the world. Yeah. So I, I applaud yeah. that 100%. Yeah. yeah your, I mean, I, your passion I, I, I is contagious. It is. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I have that mindset now because I, because I've become a, a father and I'm so happy to, get this experience. I mean, again, I don't, I can't speak for every person in the world, but you know, it, it, it comes with the, the good comes with the bad, the bad comes with the good, but it is, it is the next chapter. Like it's that next chapter of being like, I'm, I've fought through some things to get to this place now where I could be like, okay, now I got another, I got another fight. And I love this one because this one, this one is beyond me. This one's like, no, this is, this one I'll die for. You'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah, this one, I'll, die. I'll die for this one. You'd be like, mm. I'm scared. I'm so scared about it that I'm like, no, I will die for this one. Like, I'm I'm scared about that because yes. I've never had that type of feeling in my mind because I'm so scared of death that I'm like, how am I so scared of something that I would willingly step in front of immediately for if for my son? You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, that's weird. I'm like, because now you stepped into a new chapter. You've grown up. You You're getting closer to a place that your child needs to be able to reach one day. But that's why, you know, that's that parenting. That's when you sit there and you're like, man, I got a little less fearful. I'm not as scared anymore. And I'm like, I'm scared of the fact that like, I'm not going to be able to, you know, uh, perform the way that I need to perform as the father that I want to perform as, but I'm Mm -hmm. not scared to 
I, you know, you think you, you know, as a parent, you're like, I'm not scared. And like, yes. I'll tell you something, you know, put the, you, listen, you point the gun up. I, I step right in front of it for my kid, like yeah. scared too, fearfully. And I'm like, why? Mm -hmm. I'm like, because I'm ready to go. If you tell me, I'm like, I'll give him the heart. You get to pull the heart out, take it to him. If he needs it, I don't need it anymore. Like say, because it, you no longer are, you know, you no longer, you, I don't explain it. You, you, if you are smart enough, you drop that ego and you're no longer uh, connected to any of the problems that were put on to you. You're like, no, I ain't got no more problems. My main, it, my main priority now is to become the person I need to become for the person that I brought into this world. And I'm like, mm -hmm. that's my dude. Like now it's time to go. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. One of the best quotes I've, I've, I've read recently was, I do not have problems. I have decisions to make. Mm -hmm. And that like mm -hmm. something like that simple is, is, is such a, a perspective shifter for me. Yeah. And I'm like all of the things that we, just like you were saying earlier, Oliver, Oliver, everything that we think is such a big problem at 10 yeah. is yeah. we've, we've forgotten about it by the time we hit 35 <laughs> and 40, yeah. like we have a whole host of other issues, but they're only as bad for the most part, as you make them out to be. Yeah. 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 Last year, um, my family, we went through a, a medical deal with my daughter. And um, there's a song lyric that we sort of, our family sort of took. And I think you would appreciate this song lyric. It's, um, there are things you can't avoid. You have to face them when you're not prepared to face them. Mm. And mm. after what we went through last year, because we were not prepared to face <laughs> what we went wow. through. Um, yeah. Wow, and um, and so that was something that just sort of my family was like, "This is so true." <laughs> yeah, and it yeah. sounds like that's something that you know would resonate yeah. with you because you're as passionate as you are about learning to read. Your passion for fatherhood is a thousand times more. Absolutely, and, yeah. and that yeah. gets me right yeah. here because that's how how I feel, and yeah. I just yeah. can't imagine yeah. not having my kids. Yep. Yeah. It's, you know, it's one of those things that I, I you know, I I don't, um you know, knock anybody for the decisions they made because I understand now, you know, even like, you know, my father wasn't in my life the way I wanted him to be, but I love him for being the person that he was because I understand how hard it is. Mm -hmm. I don't knock any man, any woman out there who, 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 you know, who, who mentally couldn't handle it because. Things in the world aren't set up for you to just, you know, feel all great every all day, you know. So I, mm -hmm. I could understand for people out there because I suffer from mental issues. They, there are many people that might have mental problems or mental things going on that they can't express and they can't physically do what they need to do as a parent. And right. I know that now. And I'm sitting here. I'm like, man, I got sympathy for people because the fact of the matter is, most people in this world they want to do the right thing, but it's just not easy. It's really mm -hmm. hard for them to do the right things because life is not set up that way. So I got sympathy for those people. I got sympathy for the people who got it great because I know even those people, they didn't have no choice but to be great. There's some people out there who were born into it and they got to do it and they got to mm -hmm. be that when they're like, man, this is so much pressure. I don't want to be great. I just want to be on a beach somewhere just, you know, laying there playing with sand. You're, like, yep. oh, you're, you're, too, you're too great. You can't do that, you know? And, and that's when you got to look at it. I'm like, man, you know, I'm, I, I sit back and just be humble enough that I get the opportunity to live on this earth amongst people who, who, who going through the same things as me. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, th and that's really, that kind of encompasses what we're all, we're all about here. I mean, you know, we do a lot of bitching and moaning <laughs> about the state, about <laughs> the state of things. Yeah. But fair share. <laughs> at the, at the end of it, you know, after every discussion, 
we know, and I hope more people get reminded about this. We know that we're all more alike than we are different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. You know, we talk about, you know, things like education, things like healthcare, things like uh, racial relations in this country. All these things affect us, not just here in the States, but elsewhere. All things are relative. And you see them, you see the same kinds of things reflected everywhere. So that's why we can genuinely say, hey, we talk about this particular subject because we know somewhere somebody is thinking about this or somebody is going through this or somebody is wondering about this. So we absolutely love to talk about um, experiences like yours. And I I don't I don't mean disrespect when I call your life an experience. Pardon. (laughs) But (laughs) It's, it, it is an experience, though. It's a great one, too. It's a, it's a mm. great one. It's a bad one. It's a sad one. It's a, And I think that's what makes the story so great. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's what makes me so passionate about sharing so much more about it, because I'm like, no, there are th- this story is 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 like it's life. It's yes. it's it's just like the weather. You know, it's it's just like everything that operates on this earth. You know, you you need the rain. You need the thunderstorms. You need the trajectory, the, the, you know, the to to uh uh. uh when there's a disaster, you need these certain things sometimes in order for the world to become a better place sometimes. Like not in mm. the way of, you know, you creating it yourself, but the ones that, you know, were just created by by Earth, you know? Yes. And I look at I look at that as the same exact way with me. My story is a part of Earth's being, you know? Like mm. it's it's it has love, it has joy, it has pain, it has fear, it has all the the, the components of life. It's everything's there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the things that Kenyatta and I frequently talk about is that. Um, you should start every um, interaction with another person from on your end from the position of love because you don't know what the other person's going through. Maybe that guy that was a jerk at 7-Eleven, maybe his mom died that morning and he's just yeah. having a rough day and you don't know that. Yep. We also say that if somebody's an asshole, you're going to find out within a couple of weeks of meeting them that they're an asshole because assholes yeah. always let you know they're assholes. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> they have no problem hiding themselves. I used to be one. So, you know what I mean? I, I, I can, you know, I wasn't a full asshole. I look at it, but if I have to be honest, I'm like, did you do some asshole stuff? And I'm like, yeah, you did do some. And then you're an asshole. I'm like, and I was. Yeah. So I'm like, dang, I'm like, you really got to check yourself. It's hard sometimes because you won't even call yourself on it. Cause you're like, well, I didn't do what the last, that person did. I'm like, yeah, well, he's an ass asshole. He's a double asshole. And you're like, well, well, damn. I'm like, well, I, I shouldn't have to claim asshole. If he's a double asshole, you're like, no, you, you did an asshole thing. You're an asshole. Just accept that. And then when you do, you're like, wow, I feel a little bit of weight off my shoulders. I'm like, yes. Now go spread that. Go, you know, who cares? You're like, you, yeah. get it off you. You don't need it on you no more. Now stop being that no more. And that, you know, that's very similar to like my own life. Like, you know, I did asshole stuff and I was like, I'm done. I don't want to hurt nobody with my time on this earth. I want to do right. And that's yes. it. Yes. Amen. amen. Yeah. Amen to that. That's <laughs> this, this whole this whole conversation has been nothing but a word. I'm going to say that right now. Because <laughs> this is this is this has been great. It really has. And I I love and like Jack was saying, I love your enthusiasm. I love your passion. And I read in one of the articles that you were talking about you wanted to be um motivational speaker. Yes? Yeah, yep, oh, yep. That's like you're way ahead of the curve. Okay? That's what you <laughs> <laughs> Like That's way ahead of the curve. You're, you're mostly there. Yeah, you're personable. <laughs> you're passionate. You're open. 
And I think the fact that you were willing to be so intimate with tens of thousands of people, which is really what that is. When you first got up there and made your first TikTok and said, I can't read, you yeah. opened yourself up in a way that a lot of us can't do with our own family members. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that. I've noticed, trust me, because I'm like, I got my own family and you know, not every friend and family member um, was happy with the decisions that I made. I don't, excuse me, completely know why they would have issues with it. But then I have to see it from from both perspectives. You know what I mean? I'm like, you're you're you know, it's uncomfortable, you know, and I was like, there's so many things that you can't even probably make sense of it. And some of it, you know, truthfully, it doesn't does it won't make sense to you because you can't understand what another person's thinking. I'm like, no matter what, you might have thought you knew what that person was thinking because you were living amongst them and and y'all can, you know, share a little bit more and you can think, you know, I'm like, but you'll never know what an, you never know what you think real deep. You never know what another person's thinking. You only think, you know, so mm -hmm. it's always been your thoughts mm -hmm. always. Mm -hmm. So when when I changed up my thoughts, you also changed up their thoughts. So that didn't, that didn't feel good. It felt bad for them. They're like, you know, you changing up my thoughts, man. You're doing things different now. And they're like, yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. And I was, so when it was, when it became uncomfortable for me to change, it also became very uncomfortable for everyone around me. I was like, because you're changing up thoughts. People think they know you and you're like, you're just not, it's impossible. Like really mm -hmm. think about it. I'm like, I, I know you. I'm like, you, it's a, you can't know me. It's impossible to know someone. You, you barely know yourself. I was like, you, you can't physically know anything I've ever thought in my mind once. You've only thought it out. And, and intuitionally, you might have been like, oh, I, 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 I'm so confident enough by his movements and his facial expressions that I knew exactly what he was thinking. I'm like, but that's it. But you'll never really know. And mm -hmm. if you ask me, I'm like, I was the kind of kid that was probably thinking about something completely opposite of whatever you were thinking because I had ADHD. So I could be doing one thing, but be thinking about something completely different. So even if my mom or somebody when I was growing up was like, what were you thinking? I'm like, not what you were thinking. So, you know what I mean? Like that <laughs> anger came from something else. It wasn't yep. it wasn't what you were thinking. Yep. I was thinking about something completely else. Like, you know, you color on the walls and your parents think you did that on purpose. And then you're like, no, I was trying to build uh, uh, this new uh, this new castle. And they're like, yeah. what? You're like, yeah, I was building a castle right here. That's why I was, you didn't see the castle, mom. It's on the wall. And they're like. You, you 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 purposely drew on my white walls. You're like, you know, think about a parent where they can't understand that and you get beat for sat or something. You're like, no, I'm, I was really, I really thought I was building a castle. That's where my brain was at. at exactly. That <laughs> that's yeah. what, that's where your, your 10 year old mind is like, I got to do this. Yeah. It, but you, but you, but your parents, 30 something year old mind is like, now I got to go scrub the wall down and repaint yeah. it. Two yep. different things we're worried about things. here. <laughs> yeah. You never know what someone's thinking. You never yeah. know what thinking never you it's always that's that's your when you think about that that when, when you had to think up i had to think up that that person thought of doing that and made me feel bad now you got to feel bad about it and then have a reason to feel bad about it so you make up all these other, think of all that that's your life that's your real life your life is conspiring someone else's thinking but what if you just thought about it and was like yo that person made me and you just ignored all of it yeah. that's uncomfortable but yeah. that's what i decided to do and when i did that it made everyone around me like chaos like what the heck the dude just he just be pulled the trick he pulled a different move on us like how do he do that one like it's so simple as like think of it as like you're in an abusive relationship right and the way to get out would be to just right now 
erase everything that's going on in your life. Forget the car, the, the money, everything, and just disappear. Move to the town over. That's it. You know, just that's it. Leave the phone, leave the car, leave that everything. Leave the clothes, leave everything. And then just get to the next spot, find you a little job at like a waiter's job or something like that, but snap and stay there. And that's it. It'd be uncomfortable. You'd be saying, how, how do I get the bills? What about my IDs? What about the, and you'll be end up going back. I'm like, but think about that. That's that, that the only way everyone else gets, you know, everything gets changed by you just literally doing exactly what I said. Mm-hmm. They don't, it has to be life or death. You'd be like, no, no, I'm willing to die on that side of town. Not on this side of town, but I'm willing to die on that side of town. Yep. And, 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 and that's it. But what's going to happen is you're going to change the trajectory of everything around your whole town. Everything's going to change. Soon as you make that decision, everything's going to change. And like, that's exactly what happens in these circumstances. Like you can get out of any circumstance, but when I just explained to you, why don't people get out of them? Like, because think of all the things you would have to do, all the fears you have to start over. You have to get everything, new ID, new, new car license. And if that person pays the bills, you got to start learning how to make money. But then you got to really think deep down inside. And you're like, dang, those were all made up things. Like, what do I really want to desire on earth? You'd be like, man, just peace, peace and love. You're like, well, go on the other side of town and go get peace and love with yourself. <laughs> Go. Mm-hmm. It's like, like every yeah. everything you ever wanted is on the other side of uncomfortability. Yes. Yes. Like everybody thousand percent. Like everybody's used to version one point two of you. And yep. then very quietly you've been leveling up. And then you yep. bust you bust out and you're at level two point three and nobody knows what to do with you. Yeah. And you're like, oh well, because yeah. I can't be dictated by your expectations anymore. Yeah, I got to, I got to do what moves me. So yeah. I get it. Yeah, I get yeah. It. that first step is always the hardest. Yep. Yeah, but you know I, that's something that I want people to understand. You know, with this reading thing, that's how you know these things started that way. You know, when I started reading, you know that 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 took up time. Now I can't go to bars. Now I can't you know do the, the grimy stuff I started doing, and also the knowledge that's dropping into my head is also new information. So now I'm like, hold on, this information is telling me something different than what I should be doing with my time. You know, I'm like, this says here I should be using my time this way. I'm like, I'm using my, so I'm learning, but I'm also spending time in something that I, you know, that that's keeping me away from doing things that I, I shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. So like that reading is, is, is a powerful gift because you're sitting there you're like, people think when you sit there and read that book, you think you just read a book. I'm like, no, you just ingested information into you. You just literally reprogrammed your brain. I'm like, mm-hmm. Do it again now. You'll be like, what do you mean? Do it again. I guarantee you, if you read 20 books, you know, this year, next year, you'll be a different person. You don't even got to change nothing. You will just be, and especially if it's toward a goal you want. So if you're like, I just Mm want to read a book about becoming a better mom, you'll be like, read 20 books. By this time next year, you'll be a whole better mom. I promise you that. You won't even know how you did it. 100%. Because you wanted, you wanted to that bad. That's how easily you internalize that kind of stuff. So it makes sense. It makes perfect yeah. sense. But um, I think we're pretty close to wrapping up. So, yeah. Oliver, yeah. Um, tell our listening friends where we can find you. What's on your, what are you booked and busy for? What's what's coming up in, in the near future for you? 
Um, my, you can find me on my social media handles at Oliver Speaks One. I have a um a website being built up now for my motivational speaking gigs, and I'm also taking like you know different gigs uh, uh among different schools. You know, I have different businesses that comp uh, uh contacted me, and uh, I'm trying to get into that corporate world of speaking. You know, and push myself as far as I can possibly go. And I'm also in a process right now of writing a book, and I don't know if it's gonna be uh a uh, a memoir or a children's book, but I think I want to do a children's book. I want to do a children's book just for myself and for my child. I think it would be cool to have something to give my kid that, you know, really means something deep to me, you know, like something mm-hmm. that he could be like, no, my dad was really passionate about learning to read and he wrote himself a book and now this is ours, you know, in our family. I'm like, cool. <laughs> Nice. I, I will nice. definitely get that book when it comes out. And thank you. Definitely. Thank my grandchildren when and I eventually have them. Yeah. I, <laughs> thank I'm, you. I was told I won't be getting any, so don't worry about it. I'll find some. I'll find some other little kids to give it to. Okay. So <laughs> I, I, yeah. I've been told yeah. that too, but you know, well, at least by know. the younger two. But you, you know, know, you never know. Yeah. You, never yep. know. you, you might never get know. some kids around. You never know in some way. You never know. That is true. That is absolutely true because there's no telling what could happen in the next six months, next year, yep. whatever. Who knows? Yep. Who yeah. knows? I'll but, read it um, to my grandkittens. There you go. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I have those now. <laughs> and, they'll, and they'll ignore you and walk away because that's what they do. Um, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver, we thank you so, so much. This was a fantastic conversation. We hope you felt the same. Yes. yes. Thank you. We loved having you. Um, Anytime, reach out to us if you've got questions about any of this. Of course, we'll be following you, and uh, we wish you luck. I don't think you're going to need a whole bunch because <laughs> you were like seven and a half steps ahead of, of everything. So yeah. <laughs> we wish you well. Thank, thank you, you again. I and listening friends, thank you for sticking with us to another episode of Can Jack Save the World. As always, if you follow us on social medias on Facebook and Instagram, and also we have a TikTok now under Hyper Focus Podcasts, uh, you can follow us there. Um, it has information on Jack's solo podcast as well, musings of an ADHD mind. Uh, follow us there. <laughs> and also, if you would like to help support us as we grow and evolve our, our little cozy podcast, um, you can donate to us at buymeacoffee.com slash hyper focus pods we like the kind that jingles but we prefer the kind that folds thanks again guys for coming out oliver thank you again for joining us we had a blast we thank yes. you thank you for having me thank you and yeah, Jack, your your passion is it's, it's just simply incredible and infectious <laughs> it is it is <laughs> jack do you want to take us out <laughs> what uh, I- I almost forgot how to <laughs> stop playing. <laughs> no, um, everybody, we appreciate you listening as we always do. And we will catch you on the next one. As always, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review, hit that like button and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Your feedback is valuable and we welcome it. If you would like to contact, connect with, or just want to see what we talk about between episodes, you can find us on Facebook under our podcast name, on Instagram at K 
K-A-Y-A-N-D-J-A-Y-S-T-W. Our website, podpage.com slash kenyatta-jack-save-the-world. Or email at k.j.savetheworld at gmail.com. If you would like to learn about and contribute to our chosen charities, you can do so at Service Dog Project at servicedogproject.org and Black Women's Health Initiative at bwhi.org. Kenyatta and Jack Save the World is a product of Hyperfocus Podcasts. Bye-bye.